welcome to the Adventures with Grammy podcast. I am your host, Carolyn Berry. This podcast is for grandparents on the go with their grandchildren and for parents who want to ensure loving relationships across the generations. I welcome your input and your feedback on every episode of the podcast we produce. Please send me an email at carolyn at adventureswithgrammy.com or connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Grammy Adventure. Please follow or subscribe to my podcast. It's free so you won't miss an episode and ask your family and friends to do the same. You can subscribe to the monthly newsletter by visiting my website, adventureswithgrammy.com and clicking the newsletter sign-up link. Episode 25 of the Adventures with Grammy podcast features Suzette Perez-Tate and Anissa Delaluz. They have written a book called The Grands, The Race. They intend to make this a children's book series that will break stereotypes of what it means to be a grandparent in the 21st century. Today's grand is active, career-minded, stylish, and tech-savvy, while still maintaining the age-old essence of being a grandparent. The series also will feature the role great-grandparents, great-aunts and uncles have in children's lives. Suzette Perez-Tate is a modern-day grandmother from Southern California. She and her husband have a blended family and share five children, five grandchildren, and a black Labrador named Bentley Boo. Suzette and her granddaughter Charlotte share a special bond. One of the activities they enjoy together is reading. Anissa Delaluz is a post-production manager in the film and television industry. The mother of two sons, she hopes if she becomes a grandmother, she will live up to the standards set by her own superhero grandmothers. Please share with us why you wrote the book and your experiences as a grandmother or as a granddaughter. When my granddaughter was born or when actually prior to her being born, I remember the feeling of excitement, but then there was that kind of feeling of, oh, I'm going to be a grandma. <laughs> and it just, the the sound of it, because it almost has a, a stigma of an aging process. And so for that, I was, not that I wasn't accepting of being a grandparent, but I just, just the name itself. And if you look now, there's even emojis out there that don't look the way that I look or that many friends that I have uh, in the way that they look or feel. And so when I, uh, my granddaughter was about four years old, she even had a question to her mother about me being a grandparent. She said, Nana's a grandma. And so when we would read together books, the stories that were out there, I didn't relate to it in the sense that how I looked versus how they looked, how they depicted a one dimensional character. And I also didn't have the same experiences. She wasn't just coming to visit me and we weren't doing anything or we didn't have a lot of just low key moments. We weren't able to relate to some of the stories or I'd stop and explain things to her that may not have been relatable. And then not only that, but when, as I would talk with friends and family members that were grandparents, their story was different than mine. They looked different than, than, you know, than I did. There's wasn't just a cookie cutter, one dimensional character that I was seeing out there in the world. And like I said, my story was different. Their story was even different than mine. And I couldn't stop thinking about this. And I would talk to my mom and tell her there's a void out there. I need there, somebody needs to put a book out there that represents more than just this one dimensional character. Just kept talking about it. And then 
about a year later, you know, I, my mother had passed. She was about three months later, I was traveling out of town with my husband and I couldn't get this idea out of my head. And this was in 2018, September of 2018. I happened to have my laptop uh, with me on our road trip. And I just started fleshing out details on a deck of the concept of what I wanted to uh, create out there. And the concept of what I wanted to create was the, you know, I call it the modern day grandparent to our kids. They don't know that they don't distinguish. This is a modern day grandparent versus, you know, another depiction of a grandparent. They just know that we're grandma and grandpa at my house um, or not on Papa. So there's no difference in their eyes. I wanted to distinguish, you know, our story in our adventures that we're creating that are a little different than what you see in some of the stories that are out there. And those stories are okay. I'm not saying, oh, we need to get rid of that. We need to move this in. We just want to be added to the stories. I started this deck and, you know, created the different concepts of what I wanted and uh, what it would look like. And then I started to kind of socialize it with some of my friends and family members. And they I kind of got validated about Yes, this is true. We don't see this out there today. So that was good. I took it even further. I kept saying, okay, but I need to do something. How about it? I talked to a few people and one person that I was able to talk with was Anissa De La Luz. That is my co-author. She has a background in writing and wanted to join in on a project. We collaborated together and then we started our journey on creating the brands. It was uh, in 2019, so prior to COVID and then throughout the remainder of that year, we were getting closer to a launch date, which we did eventually, or actually, sorry, the following year in December, COVID happened, but we still were able to meet and work on the book. We had so much passion, Carolyn, on this concept and the book and the story that we had to go back and split it into two stories. This is the first book and you have a second book coming out now. Correct. And we actually, so after the first one, when it was a lot meatier before we split it into two, we kept going. We started on a third book, but we thought it was going to be the second book. But then when we went back right before publishing, we thought, okay, we have, this this is too much meat in here. There's a lot to say. We don't want to take all of it out. So we said, okay, let's go ahead and split it into two. So our second book will launch later this year. Our first book is called The Race under the series of The Grands, The Modern Day Grandparent. So The Grands, The Race, that is our first book. They are six grandmothers. They're coming together for a charity race. And you and your child get to learn about each grandparent and grandchild and their relationship. And one thing that was really important for me in this series is As I mentioned before, I had my story that I felt that was different than the one-dimensional character out there. But then when I spoke with others, even strangers, their story was different than even mine. So I wanted to make sure that we captured that in this series. So what you'll find is that they have different looks. They have a, a different family dynamic. So you may have somebody who, like myself, so my character is in there, Nana and Charlotte. We are, I'm an out-of-state grandmother. I'm in here in California. She's in Arizona. So we talk about how that relationship looks. And then we go into maybe there's a another character who has their grandparent living near them. And when I say family dynamic, you know, there, there's more than they say it takes a village. It sure does, right? <laughs> you have your grandmother who might be being out with after-school daycare. Then you have another one that may live near you. Or you have, you, maybe you and your family live with your grandparent or Maybe you just alone live with your grandparent. Many different 
options here that we have for family dynamics because I wanted to make sure that many families can be seen. And I, I wanted that interaction to be familiar uh, when they're reading these stories. And my hope is that as people are enjoying reading the adventures of the grands, they'll see each other. And also if there's things in there that they may pick up that they want to try themselves, different activities or different things that they're doing along the journey. So that, that's my hope with this experience. It's, it's more of an experience that I want them to have. I love the fact that you begin your series with these grandmothers in a race. Not one of the illustrations is a grandmother with gray hair up in a bun. They're all fit and active and happy and running. You have the healthy aspect, which like you said, the traditional grandmother is old and hunched over and wearing an apron and baking cookies. So this is, it shows a vibrancy, which is really what the demographics are showing is that grandmothers are younger and they're healthier. I just wanted to have something to add to what's out there because, you know, sometimes that does work, right? Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. One common thing I will tell you, though, collectively, is that the love is seen, I think, between any type of family dynamic or however you show up for your family, that the love is, is shared, I think, between any type of grandparent that is out there, any stories. Yes, you have a variety. And, and then there's little Jake who lives with his grandmother and only can talk to his mom and visit her once a month. So you've definitely hit a variety of family, grandparent, grandchild dynamic. Anissa has joined us. Welcome, Anissa. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. So can you tell us a bit about uh, yourself and how you got involved with this project? My name is Anissa De La Luz, and I went to school uh, to study screenwriting. I am working in the entertainment industry, working in the post-production side. Finally, I connected with Suzette through her daughter, who is one of my good friends, and she pitched me this idea of the grands. And immediately, I just saw it, I envisioned it, and I knew it was a great idea and knew that it was something that I really wanted to be a part of. I do feel like there is this gap when we are telling stories about grandmothers and grandfathers and even great grandparents. I don't see everyone being represented. So I felt honored to try to at least give a little bit of a different picture out there in the world. And I also thought about my own relationship with my grandmothers and how important that's been to my life. And in this process, I've also been trying to honor them. I like another message in this book, which is there is a competition among the grants, that it's a collaboration and we're all in this together. How did you come up with that theme? We wanted the focus to be exciting for people to cheer each of the grants on. But as we got towards the end there, we definitely wanted to have it be cohesive where you know they all win. So it wasn't just one person as far as one character in the book. So we thought it would be a great idea to have them all collectively win. Yeah. And we also wanted to emphasize their, their friendship. These are all friends. They're not competing against each other. They're enjoying each other's time. They're also in turn teaching the grandchildren about just the spirit of having fun, working hard, having fun. I, I think that's what we were trying to convey with the race. I know there is often competition among the 
maternal and paternal grands. I like the spirit of, of uh, cooperation and friendship in your book. You also have a sweet ending to your book, like the last page. What's so special about that? Yeah. So on the back and just uh, also throughout the story, you'll notice there's a lot of questions in there because again, this is about an experience, a shared experience with the audience, whether it is just the child reading or ideally, you know, if they're reading this with their grandparent or parents, they have that, the questions that they can go back and really just kind of expand on it more for the experience. And as far as the last activity in the book, we wanted to put that in there so that, again, just to expand the experience, what I appreciate about my grand, and it allows them to actually write a message in there in what's important uh, to them and uh, what they appreciate about their grandparents. This book is meant to spark conversation and to help with the bond between generations. And for me, I've always been a writer my entire life. As a kid, I love to write stories. And I know some of us as kids got in trouble for writing in our books or scribbling in there. And this was just like our way of giving kids permission, giving them that spark to be creative and to really think about how important certain bonds in their family are. And being able to pour it out on the page and perhaps we might spark a future writer with our story. Oh, that's a good idea. Is gorgeous grandmother's day, July 23rd. Is that a holiday you made up? Our story is about the grandmothers and we realized like, well, if we have, if we celebrate grandparents day, we'll have to add the grandfathers. And Suzette actually tried to narrow it down and look for something focused on just grandmothers. And that's when we found this day, which is a national holiday, gorgeous grandmother's day. And we read what it was about. And it really wanted to highlight the spirit of women of a certain age and not box them, not put them in a box. And we thought that that would be perfect to celebrate our grands and introduce them in this first book. That is spectacular. I'm going to have to make sure that my family celebrates gorgeous grandmother's day. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's really fun. And many grandparents, not just grandmothers, but grandparents have careers. And in a lot of the books, you don't know that you're not, they're not talking about that, about them as just an individual, right? They're, um, so they're not learning that about them. You're just learning that they're going to go to their house. Sometimes they're, you know, really sick and ill. And those books are needed, right? To tell our children about, in a sensitive way, about somebody maybe who's ill or maybe somebody that's dying. So we, again, we just want to add to this and uh, not, not of a certain age, but just the grands as a whole. I think the grandparents who I know, I think, a fun grandma is a mindset. It doesn't really have an age associated with it. And like you said, there are some celebrities who, when you see them at 70, they, it's like the seventies, the new 40. And I think so much of it is really the mindset. It's, do you feel young at heart or do you feel old? My grandchildren help me stay young in that they they're active. They want me to go for walks with them. They want me to jump on a trampoline. They want me to just do a variety of things. Afterwards, I feel old. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm tired. <laughs> There's yes. muscles that I may not have used, but the whole experience of being with them and playing with them, it's really being young at heart. And I even said to my my older son one time, I said, oh, I am so tired and I, I hurt all over. He said, but yeah, you're just such a spry grandma though. <laughs> I, I, I really appreciated it. But in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, my back is not telling me I'm too spry right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. Can you tell us about that second book? We were so passionate about this project that we had to split the book, book one into two. So for book one, you're introduced to the grands and the different family dynamics and their character. And in book two, we expand more. So now you get to see, get a little bit more detail on how they're spending time together, what role they're playing in their life, like how they're showing up for them. We go into a little bit more detail with it. Yeah, I think that's a good explanation where we're getting to know the grands a little bit better by how the grandchildren spend time with each of their grands. I really like this second book that's coming out because we re- they really get to stand out as individuals. What's nice about the book, you have these six grandmothers and you, in your Instagram page, you periodically highlight one of them, which actually sets this up, this whole series up for focusing a story on each individual family while still mentioning the other. So it's, it's still continuity, but I like that concept. Thank you. Yeah. This journey is exciting. You know, we, when we set out to do this, like I said, for me, it's all, it's all green and how we're doing this and setting up their profiles and you start to really, I I don't know, become kind of uh, very very close to these characters, you know, as they are going through this and connected. Uh, very, very fun experience that uh, Anissa and I are having. It's funny because Suzette and I had a conversation, you know, I, I'm not a, a grandmother yet and I hope to be, but I don't want to put any pressure to my loved ones. So I just, I kind of just con- uh, concentrate on my, my um, grandmothers, but we did have this fun conversation about when I become a grandmother, which one of the grands I could see myself being. And, and I, I think logically I'm like, well, I can see myself just being all six of them. I mostly relate to Glamma for some reason. <laughs> I love the whole idea of what's your grandmother name because it it somewhat tells your personality. And so there are yeah. a couple of books about grandparent names. And then there is a little video that a group, a Southern group uh, makes about how this grandmother goes into a store to, to purchase her name. And then her friend comes in and they have, she has that same name and she's like, Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to buy that. So it's just really (laughs) funny about the culture of picking Uh, your grandparent name. My grandparent name is actually mama Barry. My mother's mother, I called mama and I was very close to her. My dad's mother, I called grandmother and I loved her dearly, but I, we lived closer to my my uh, mom's family. So when I found out that I was going to be a grandmother, my son asked me, what do you want us to call you? And my first thought was mama, because I loved my mama so much. And he was concerned because babies often say mama that he didn't want the competition with his wife. He said, well, 
how about Mama Berry? And it's like, oh, that's perfect. I love it. So I love, I love the name Mama Berry. It really has so, a ring to I it. Love I love that. that. Yeah. yeah. It does. And I love, I love the really story fun. behind it. I love yeah, the story yes. behind it. And that's one thing that I've noticed, like when I first socialized the book and uh, I'm talking to another grandparent, they'll share with me, you know, a story. And many times it is about how they got their name. And it's, it, it's quite interesting. I, I love that. Tell me about your grandmothers, Suzette, how have your grandparents or, and your mother who I'm, how did they impact your attitude about grandparents and the way you grandparent your grandchildren? With my grandmother's I was very young when they passed. So I didn't have the relationship like the one that I have with my granddaughter, but my mother, her relationship with my daughter, it was almost like she was, there's four of us in my family. And it was almost like she was the fifth child. And just seeing that was such a motivation and just so exciting to see how beautiful their relationship was very close, best friends. And that there inspired me. They had my, when my daughter was a senior in high school, you know, you tend to take a senior trip. Well, those two, my mother and my daughter took their senior trip because my mother was a senior at the time to New York. So I, I just loved the relationship, you know, those two had and you know, how they feed off of each other, just spoke every day, just very close. And I find myself doing the same thing with my granddaughter. So that's my influence uh, there. I think it was actually probably more so with my own uh, mother. And what about you, Anissa? You, do you have children? I do. What's your relationship with your grandparents and how do your parents interact with your children? I'm lucky to have my maternal grandmother still in my life. Uh, she's in her 80s. She was always the fun grandma. Anytime that my parents were disciplining us or just were taking kind of a hard line with us, she would always be the voice of compassion and understanding. And I remember like my 13th birthday and I was kind of rebellious at that age. And my mom was like, you know, she doesn't deserve a birthday. My grandmother came in and she was just like, can we at least get her a cake? (laughs) And so that was done. And, And I'll always remember that. And she was always that person in my life. When we went to her house, there was everything that we ever wanted there as kids. And, you know, our, our needs were, or our wishes were simple. Like we just, we loved cereal. And so she would have eight different varieties of cereal there for us. And, and we just knew that she just always wanted us to be happy. And she always encouraged us to thrive. And I also remember her, you know, she was a nurse and she would do a graveyard shift. And so I always remember her coming in from work in the morning at, with her nurse's uniform, changing her clothes right away. She'd sleep for a little bit. And then she was up and she was interactive with us and cooking dinner and shopping. And then she'd go right back to sleep to um, start her other shift. And so, you know, that's why I, I consider her like a superwoman in my life and how she was able to do it. And I never, ever saw her complain about it. Anytime we were around, she just showed happiness that we were there. My my paternal grandmother was very different in the sense that she taught us a lot of discipline, but not in a bad way, like not in a like strict way. But we just knew like, you don't want to cross her. You don't want to break the rules around her. She was able to do it in a way that wasn't intimidating, but kind of, she was a teacher in that sense of like, you know, there are certain rules that we got to follow so that it can make life a little easier on ourselves. She was a great cook. 
and I miss her cooking. Unfortunately, she passed about two decades ago and she was just super honest. And I really appreciated that kind of honesty in my life. Like she didn't hold back in telling me what was going on. So if I needed clarity, she was the woman to go to. And, you know, she was a grandmother to us, but she was also a grandmother in the building that she lived in, a grandmother to the neighborhood. She helped so many people. You could always go to her house and she would serve you a warm plate and always have great advice. So her, when she passed, it was really a huge gap in everybody's life. It was felt pretty widespread. I feel so lucky to have both their spirits in my life. And when I was going through my twenties and thinking about like, I'm such an individual, I'm such a different person. And then I started finding out their backstories. I realized like, Actually, I'm like a combination of both of them, which is amazing. As far as my parents, unfortunately, my dad passed away at 57. During his time with my kids, he was able to just be a source of a lot of fun for them. Like he would take them to play basketball games. And he also was trying to be the male influence in their life of just encouraging them to be helpful around the house and to respect me, kind of filling in the gap that I couldn't see as a female and because I have two sons. So he was kind of filling in that gap there of like being that, that male influence. And I didn't realize how vital that was for them until after he passed. And my youngest kind of confessed to me that he missed that role in his life. My mom, on the other hand, who I'm very grateful is still here. It's interesting when it comes to her grandparenting style. She's She kind of lets you come to her kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it more than that. And so she, they know that she is there for them and she will fight for them. It's kind of like, if you need me, you know I'm here. Well, I love in your bio in the back of the book, you talk about how you always have regarded your grandmothers as superwomen. Yes, very much so. If someone were to ask what advice that you could give to women who are becoming grandmothers, what would you say to them? You're not going to realize how big your heart really is. I think all rules go out the window. And I don't mean to rules of, you know, keeping things orderly, but I think of whatever you think it's going to be and how you're going to organize, you know, this and that, you're going to be game for anything. And, and it's, it's a wonderful feeling. It just is the relationship I have with my granddaughter. I hear if I'm talking with my daughter on the phone and all of a sudden I hear, you know, this little voice saying, hi, Nana, it just, it, I light up. You just, you, I could never have imagined how great of a feeling it is without experiencing this. My grandchildren are the bomb for any ache in my body, any ache in my soul. If I am around my grandkids, everything is fine. I don't feel the aches and pains. I don't feel the sadness of whatever I might be experiencing. It's just, I focus on them and everything is joy. Exactly. And it's so instant, right? It's not even where it warms up. It's just instant when you're, you know, in their presence of some way. You're right. It's not a conscious thing. It just happens. Yes. And it's, I could, I can be sad for whatever reason. It doesn't have to be anything spectacular. It could just be, or my friend is sick and I feel, I feel sad for her. But Mm. the instant I see those grandkids running at me with their arms open, mama berry, mama berry, it's just everything else 
disappears and the world is right. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. And you know, one thing I would say as far as advice, one thing I had to learn are boundaries with my daughter and what maybe things that she wanted to share with her. Maybe she wanted to be the first to share something or those boundaries that are just, you really start to figure out, you know, what, what you need to respect with that relationship, because as much as you want to get all about you and uh, the grandchild, you, you definitely have to still have that respect and boundaries there for what their parents are wanting for them. And that is so true. And that was evident at the very beginning for my role as a grandmother with the name. It never occurred to me that my grandchildren calling me mama would be an issue. And we were able to work that out immediately. And it has made me realize that I'm not the major influence on that child. I am a, I'm an influence, but I have to remember that I am the grandparent. I'm not the parent. And I think that has enhanced the relationship My oldest grandchild, well, by the time this is aired, he will have turned nine years old. And so it's been a lot of growing in nine years for me too. Yeah, same here. Charlotte will be nine in November. So yes, same thing. Tell the listeners where they can find your book. The Grands the Race is the first book in our series. And you can find that on Amazon and actually Barnes and Nobles as well. In addition to that, we have posts out there where we're celebrating grandparents. And that's what we're doing with this journey also is celebrating that relationship between grandchildren and their grandparents. So if you follow us on Instagram at the grand MDG, that stands for modern day grandparent, or even on Facebook, you know, we're on there, the grand's modern day grandparent. Do you have a website? We do not have an active uh, website at this moment. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we say goodbye? I want to say that it's really been such a joy writing this series. And I hope that when families read this together, when a child reads this on their own, that they sense the joy that Suzette and I have been pouring into these stories. And I can't think of a greater bond personally for me than with my grandmothers. And I, I know that when I speak to kids who have read this, they talk to me about their Nana or, you know, their Gigi. And it's been really heartwarming to see their eyes light up and, and talk about how they've enjoyed the book. And I've just been really happy and, and feel fulfilled in, in that journey. We call it the grands because it's all encompassing. In our series, we'll highlight grandparents and great-grandparents, grandfathers, great-great-aunts, as Charlotte likes to call my sister, Grandma Auntie. (laughs) We're still growing this series. So I appreciate everyone's enthusiasm towards it and the reception that we've had towards this so far. And have a grand day. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode of the Adventures with Grammy podcast. You will find the links to our guests and the topics we discussed in this episode's show notes. If you would like to be a guest, or if you know someone who would be an awesome guest, please connect with me at carolyn at adventureswithgrammy.com. <laughs>